This is Miss Ayanna Burnett with Reflections from the Red Chair. Greetings, 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 great ones. Welcome to today. I just want to take a minute to hold some space for how hard we can be on ourselves. So I guess I could summarize the topic on my heart right now as being one related back to this idea of self-love, but what the heck is it? And how do we truly apply it? Like, I think a lot of times we think that we know or we can even get a real solid start. But I will tell you this, if you are truly on the path, you will find that there is always room to deepen even your self-love practices, right? So it's kind of like it can start at at one level. And maybe it's the idea of you realize needing to make space in your schedule for yourself, right? Then it might be a second level where you allow yourself to actually indulge in things that feel good to you. And then there can be another level still, right? Where you find that you begin to unpack some of your mental clutter, right? So maybe at this third stage, we'll just call it for fun right now, that you come to realize that you've got a lot of like negative self-talk that's going on in your mind. So, okay, so here we go. Let's try affirmations, right? Let's try putting things into the positive. And literally, we can be going through all of these various stages and still find Ah, I, I'm still hitting these moments of just, we'll just say blah, right? Or meh would be, you know, probably the, the new um, emoji, right? That that would fit those, these, these moments that we find that we still move in and out of just meh. Well, first of all, if you have been listening, uh, you... We definitely know that one of my first responses is that we have to realize that even part of this journey of, of self-love or this journey of, of moving toward relief and really seeking happiness or satisfaction from the inside out means having to make peace, right, with these lower disempowered emotional moments. I mean, yo, we're on planet Earth. And if you look around and you study your history, you're totally going to see that uh, it's really not necessarily that fun of a ride. I mean, there's the high points, but there's also the low, right? That's literally just the nature of of this particular 
earthly classroom, so to speak. So to think that you're going to be here and completely avoid feeling good or thinking that, you know, bettering yourself or really stepping into self-love means that you are going to be without ever these low moments. That's just that's just not that's just not the way it works, right? I believe I was reading uh, recently, I think, in the disappearance of the universe by Gary Renard, intense book, by the way, for brave-hearted souls. So if you want something that blows your mind, pick up that book. But otherwise, yeah, that's that's on a whole nother level. So anyway, but I was reading. In in this book, this line, right, that just talks about the realities of our earthly and, and human experience, right? And it and literally said that we can't necessarily control the circumstances that we find ourselves amidst, but we can indeed control our responses, right? And even more specifically, when you read on, they talk about this idea of us being able to control our perceptions of these circumstances that we find ourselves amidst, right? So what does that mean? Yeah, you're going to come across things that don't feel good. I'm, I, that's just that's just the way it is, y'all. Like we're we're not gonna be we're not gonna be avoiding, say for instance, tragedies and atrocities, even right. Um, that we're just not. So what 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 do we do? Right. It's the idea of making peace and integrating and and finding. Actually, you know, I don't even want to go down that route. What would I say right now would be the, the starting place is learning to be kinder to our daggone selves, right? Because if we're kinder to ourselves, then we can still be real with ourselves. But then certain things don't necessarily have to be so heavy, right? Like starting with acknowledging that everybody has places of vulnerability. Everybody has, quote unquote, what we call weaknesses or, you know, I love it that I remember in grad school, we always call them areas of development, (laughs) right? That we all have areas of development that require strengthening, right? And that you do this through focus and, you know, through maybe even some self-study or or mentoring or getting some therapeutic support even, right? But I have watched literally through the years at how we respond when we are face-to-face with a flaw. or a mistake or an error it becomes such a big deal that it can literally if we allow it right stop us in our tracks and we beat up on ourselves and allow it to completely negate everything that's still good about us right so, mm, that's just major for me. 
You know, when when do we step into this element of, of self-care and this new practice of owning our areas of development, right? Owning our, our quote unquote flaws and weaknesses, but not having to beat ourselves up for them. Like, let's just acknowledge that there's some things we're not really good at. <laughs> like, there are some things that you're not really good at because you're not expected to be good at everything, right? I mean, I love the fact that when you think about those who quote unquote are masters of whatever it may be, whether it's a master of a sport or masters of a topic because they're geniuses, right? What does that mean? That means that they've given focus to a particular area and they're practicing it each and every day such that naturally they become better and thus master it. It's not because they start out being perfect. And this is the thing. You can be master in one area, which means you give it focus and you give it practice. But usually you will find those who are to that level of mastery really aren't necessarily so good at some other things. And it just makes sense. Why? Because they're not going to have time to give attention to these other things, right? Because they are, are focused on the one You know, usually you find that those, I don't know why right now I'm thinking about like professional athletes, right? But how do they become masters? How do they create the space to be able to give this hyper-focus, this this single-mindedness, right, to this one particular area? Usually because they have a team and they're not even holding the expectation that they're supposed to take care of everything themselves, right? So they're not supposed to be perfectionists and perfect beings in every area so yes they they're gonna have weaknesses and vulnerabilities too so why are we like so surprised when our areas of development i just love saying that i thought you guys gotta bear with me today but you know why 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 do we freak out if there's a criticism or a judgment or an opinion that is voiced or vocalized or expressed by someone else. And we already actually really know that, yeah, you're absolutely right. We're not, we're not really good at that. Or, you know, that, that, that's a, that's a weak area. Like that's, that's not my strength. That's not my strong point. Imagine this. Let's wave the magic wand that I love to do, right? What if we owned it? but owned it and still was willing to be compassionate in upholding the best parts of ourselves. What then? Right? What if you could actually own? Like, yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. Not necessarily really good at that. (laughs) Right? But I'm still a pretty dope person. Right? Because I am good at this, 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 and this. Right? uh, There's the course that, um, I think it's by Valerie Burton, talking about successful people think differently. And one of the things that she points out is that successful people don't run away from their weak areas. They don't run away from their faults. But what they do instead is they figure out how they can counter them with a strength. Right? So again, it's this whole sentiment of not even having the expectation that you would be anything more 
than imperfect. So that's my that's my gem for today, right? That to bring it kind of full circle and going back to this idea of self-love that part of self-love and another level of self-love really comes to being about embracing our faults or embracing our our mistakes, embracing our, our weaknesses, right? Without being critical of ourselves. By actually maybe owning them and forgiving them and thus looking for practical ways to balance them. Until next time, be light.